Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode... But having a Scot and an Irishman is probably the uh, the worst combination for a bit of rambling, to, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very informal start. I think I start every episode like this. Yeah, I've not nailed the formal introduction thing yet. I think, <laughs> no, I like that. <laughs> over a like hundred episodes in, I'm like, let's just go with this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't, don't worry about any formalities here, Lisa. <laughs> Good stuff. That's, that's what we like. But I will say that I am talking to Colm Keegan from Bro Talent. Thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to uh, to be on the podcast. And, um, you know, I was listening to a, a few of your episodes there just before. And it's great. So, so massive congrats on, on, on you know, it's, it's such a, an exciting venture in these podcasts, you know, and, and that route to go down. So very best luck with it all. And thanks for having us oh. on board. That's very kind, and gosh, you've been listening to my dulcet tones for the last, what, hour before you've actually came out to speak to me? Jeez, oh, you'll need to lie down after this, you will. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that, um, so like many of the people that I discover to bring on the podcast, I discovered Bra Talent on Instagram. Really what drew me in was the word bra and talent, because they are two of my favourite words, and they're in my vocabulary on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say, when so, we saw your title, The Bra and the Brave, we thought, God, that'd be a great slogan for us, wouldn't it? If only Lisa hadn't have taken that. But, uh, Sorry about that. I've got I've got a confession to make, Lisa, that I'm I, you know as as you can tell from the accent that I'm not really a local here in Glasgow, and uh, I moved over about six six or seven years ago now from Ireland, but I didn't know. So Broad Talent was set up by myself, you know, Darren and Lydia, who I'll, I'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it in, in the mm-hmm. uh, in, throughout the podcast. But Darren was is the only one really from Glasgow, so he suggested the name Broad Talent, and myself and Lydia looked at him and said. I don't get it. <laughs> it just, it's like raw talent, except you're saying bra, you know. I, I never heard bra, so he had to explain it to us before we understood what it was. So I feel like a total phony now that I go around to people and say, yeah, we're, we're bra talent, nice nice Scottish name, you know. <laughs> is, is there like a, um Irish equivalent to the word bra, would you say? I don't think so. Um, no, I can't, I can't. Maybe, I mean, if anyone's listening, they can maybe help out, but... Um, I think Scots are great for coming up with these words, you know, like the, there's there's so many of them. There's, you know, yeah. and you get these like, you know, the, the the kind of the mini books of all these Scottish phrases and slogans. And, you know, I don't know where they come up with them. Well, but. I'm, I'm thinking about making up one of those books myself, because as you'll see, as we get into the podcast, many Scottish words do come up. So I'm, I feel like I need to make a, the Brawn the Braid book. <laughs> so, yeah, I was totally drawn in by the words Braw Talent. And, you know, just obviously looking on Instagram, then going onto your website. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to speak to these people. They are doing amazing things. So I guess my first question to you would be, if you were to sum up what Bra Talent is and what they do, like almost like an elevator pitch, or you were going to pitch it to Dragon's Den, yeah. what what would you say? Oh, you put me on the spot now. Um, 
very quickly to summarize it all is it, you know it's run by myself darren and lydia darren osborne and lydia everett the three of us have our own separate paths and journeys from creative backgrounds and we all met together in a school believe it or not we we all kind of came to the same point of our our lives where we we were looking for something maybe a little more local more consistent work you know um and also we all had a passion for working with young people and we wanted to go into schools and run these creative projects that we had in our heads, you know, before starting. And when we were in schools, and this is not to diss schools in any way, shape or form, but when we were there, we were met with the challenges as to why these things are very difficult to do in schools, mostly because of time, unless you want to, to live in the building. Um, you know, there's just so much work that you have to do elsewhere. You just can't get around to doing the projects that we, we, you know, we're hoping to do. So, we spent a year of teaching together and decided that we were going to give this a shot, this sort of outside the classroom, uh, more hands on with with project learning, um, you know, within the creative industries. And, and, and that's where the idea of broad talent came about. And we've since that year of teaching, we've dedicated, uh, you know, our time to try and get this off the ground and, and run creative projects, not just in schools, but in community centers and community groups and um you know to try and promote creativity as much as we can but also with uh, a social outreach in mind you know that all the profits that we make we then pump it back into areas of deprivation and run these free to access workshops so that uh you know that people you know one of the main barriers that we found to creativity is you know, a lot of the equipment can cost a lot of money or a lot of the workshops can cost a lot of money. So we didn't want money to be an issue for creativity. So everything we earn, we take the profits and we put that into free to access workshops in areas of, of deprivation. So um, so that's essentially, hopefully that gives a bit of a clear picture of what we're about and who we are. But, um, and that's why you're on the bro and the brief, because I was just <laughs> like, this looks like all sorts of wonderfulness. And I am also in the creative industries. I work in the arts. I'm a dancer, choreographer, and I've been really, really lucky over the years to work in education. Predominantly, actually, most of my work is in schools um, and working with young people. And it is such a privilege to hold space for young people and to give them the opportunity to express themselves through various you know, mediums. And I'm just so aware of the benefits of the the arts and being creative and also being creative with other people so yeah like when I read the brief on kind of brought talent I was like I want to know more yeah so you guys were in an education setting already so obviously had a good idea of what it was like to work with young people and to deliver a subject so then taking that into the bro talent that's I guess that's the best scenario because you've had so much experience working with young people well that's I think what we we felt when we when we set up bro talent was that you know you're absolutely right we were in a school setting we were classroom teachers uh I was the music teacher in the school and Darren and Lydia were in the art department they were art teachers so we were kind of the the creatives that were lumped together and we'd you know go for lunch and, and we started talking about these different talking about our backgrounds and where we you know what led us to ending up in teaching uh, what we were doing beforehand and what kind of things we'd like to do and it was actually through the lunchtime chats that we had it was all about you know we spent a year of talking about wouldn't it be great to do this and as I said there's just so much work for teachers that you know to do in schools now and there's so much paperwork and so many things they have to organize that unless you wanted to just commit your whole life to a to the school you just wouldn't have time to do it all so yeah. um so what we decided, we felt there was a bit of a niche in the market a little bit for people, not only from creative backgrounds, but also because, as you 
point out that we have our, our teaching qualifications and we know what schools are looking for and we, we've we got sort of the educational jargon to go with the, the mm, creativity yeah. side of things. Uh, we thought, you know, why not just give this a shot and, and, and see what's happened? And, and we've had a brilliant time. It's all, you know, still early days for broad talent. Um, you know, we've only been set up in the last two years, but it's wow. been great. And, and unfortunately, you know, obviously, you know, with, with everything that's going on currently at the minute with COVID, um, and I know there's people in a, you know, who are in a really serious situation and I wouldn't want to compare work to, to people's lives. Oh, but, no. uh, but you know, it was just for us and Broad Talent, it came at a time where there was, you know, we spent the guts of a year putting together the business plan, uh, you know, the, the legal side of things. And, you know, it was all with the intention that eventually we'd get the ball rolling work-wise. And the ball was then rolling and, and it was looking like, 2020 was going to be a brilliant year for us and I was cut short uh, a little bit so you know from from that side of things it's been um you know a difficult adjustment to try and we're, we're back to the drawing board of, of trying to come up with ways that we can still put on the things that we were scheduled to do except maybe yeah. either online like as, as mm-hmm. you've kind of adapted uh you know offering things virtually and also then there's there's always things that we can plan for the future which is what we're currently doing as well so uh, so it's been exciting. We've already in the in the two years of being set up, we've, we've come across a number of different challenges that we wouldn't have foreseen. But it's been brilliant. You know, we, I think yeah. all three of us would would admit to the fact that this has been a of all the things that we imagined, this has been every bit of it uh, and more. I bet. And I mean, I love how you just you get you get three creative people on their lunch break and you put them together, and they just. <laughs> it's a bit dangerous when you start having conversations with people sure. that are like-minded and go, it is dangerous do do? i mean because even now you know we could be in the midst of of a multiple multitude of different projects that we've been asked to do and we'll still sit around and talk you know it'd be brilliant to try out this and you know eventually we have to turn around and say listen let's just focus on the task at hand here you know <laughs> so yeah. coming up with ideas is something we're not stuck uh for you know and and uh as, as I said, it's, it's been great, and and the three of us get on really well. That was that was apparent from from early days of teaching together, and you know, as you're talking about your background and creativity, you know, I, I find it really interesting talking to Darren and Lydia and hearing the stories that they have. And and although you know, people think that that you know, you use a creative side of your mind and this you know, a mathematical side of your mind, and all these these different things, where I always think people describe things as if it's black and white, but yet the three of us are lumped in, as I said, as creatives, yeah. but, you know, we're so different and we think so differently and, and uh, Darren and Lydia are brilliant and, uh, you know, they're brilliant visual learners. They're, they're so creative in what they can put together to make a, you know, a, a boring document look exciting and all of these different things that I couldn't in my wildest dreams imagine putting together what, what they would do. So it is great to just see the different sides of creativity coming out in people. Mm. And actually, I wrongly use the phrase like being a creative person because I really do believe that everybody has the capacity to totally, be creative. Yeah. It's yeah, just that, that sometimes it takes for someone else to help bring that out of you. Oh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not a world that you've been you know used to or been exposed yeah. to, uh, being able to express yourself through creating something from scratch, you know. Yep, and that's just that was just always my world from being a young person. But I meet young people all the time where their mm-hmm. focus is maybe something, you know, like you're saying, they're, they're really good at maths or um, they're at science. Or, but there's always a creative element in anything that you do in your life. It's just whether you recognise that or not. I know it is. It's really interesting because, you know, when I slightly going off topic a little bit, but it, 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 I've been asked a few times about when I feel most creative or, you know, that's kind of a question that comes up. And, and mm. 
to give the listeners a bit of a background that you know before teaching i was i was in a really lucky position to 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 travel the world really i was touring the world with a show called celtic thunder uh you know and we toured internationally with them and i was with them for six or seven years and and um it was brilliant, you know, really, really great time. And, you know, on the back of that, then we, I still do solo ventures and, you know, it's kind of singer songwriting stuff. And the obvious answer that I would have people expect me to say when, you know, I'm talking about being most creative would be, I suppose, when you're writing a song or when you're coming up with something. And I never in those moments, believe it or not, I never feel as creative as people might imagine, because I always think of the end goal of, you know, well, does this sound like something that they'd like to hear? Or, you know, you're almost kind of imagining what mm-hmm. other people are expecting from you rather than just going in and just being yourself. And I always think that for me, I feel most creative. I think when you're when on a job capacity, I think, you know, that it's not just one source of uh, work that you're doing. You have to come up with all of these different things. And everyone I know that has sort of dedicated themselves to being self-employed and in, in the creative world that, you know, they're jumping into all of these different projects, most of which I'm sure they never imagined doing from a young age, you know? So it's just going with the flow, going with whatever comes your way and um, trying to think outside the box of how you can make this, this world that you've entered a bit more so sustainable. True. So true. Yeah, I think the phrase that comes with me a lot of times is, oh, what's she up to now? Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm not yeah, up to something, but that oh, is totally. the joy of just being able to tap into all these different worlds. You know, you feed it, and it just grows into more yeah. creativity. And yeah. I think to be able to inspire that specifically in, in anybody, you know, like I work with people of all ages, and I work in amateur theatre with people who have proper grown-up jobs, but in the evenings they love to do theatre and you know yeah. musical and sing, and uh, being able to inspire people to just come out of themselves and create something from scratch yeah. from the ground up is the best job ever it yeah. actually is I'd agree I'm with really you. privileged to do it obviously there's a plethora of work that you guys do and I'm sure the the wish list and we'll get to that of stuff yeah. that you're wanting to do and all these ideas that you've got buzzing about in that wonderful head yeah. of yours it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't focus on particular arts or particular industries so I saw there was a lot of filmmaking there. Yeah, I think film was was sort of the first. Um, yeah, to answer your question, there's, there's loads of ideas that we have uh, and, and we didn't want to kind of throw all of it out there at once. We wanted to yes. introduce things at different stages and film work seemed to be something that really ticked all of the boxes for us because Darren, I suppose, was of, of the three of us was actually experienced in filmmaking you know he's he's worked as an actor before and uh you know he's been involved in making films so it would be more of his bag that that category but mm. at the same time when you're making a film and 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 to describe some of the, the projects we've done we've gone into schools we've worked with them to try and come up with a storyboard a script uh you know characters and then we put together this you know fa- film crew and we but in order to achieve the end result which is a film it could be a five minute film um you still need music to go along with it which is where you know i will take some people across and we'll record the soundtrack to it or or a song in the background you know you need the visual arts you need the props you need actors you need people who are going to be on the set designs and the amount of roles that you know when we go in one of the first things we do when we're making a film in schools is we ask the students to list all of the jobs they think of uh, or they can think of in in filmmaking you know, most people can name the actors, producers, you know, uh, and they'll come up with, you know, 10 to 15 different jobs. And only four days later, sometimes only one day later, when you ask the same question, you know, we write it on the whiteboard and, and they are just 
throwing out more and more titles of different things. So they get a bit of an insight to how many job titles there are. And it makes a bit more sense that when you see a movie and you see the credits coming mm-hmm. up, why it, why it goes on and the list goes on of all these different roles. So we try and give them a bit of a flavor for what it's like. And also we're working parallel to each other, but towards the same end goal, which is then a nice feeling when if I'm working with the musicians and we're in a separate space and we don't even see, apart from maybe the lunch breaks, what's happening on the film set. It's not until the movie comes together when the whole class can sit down and say, oh yeah, that was the role I did. And and even if you weren't on camera, you still know the importance of all the behind the scenes stuff that that happened, you know? So it's been great. The film has, 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 you know, really been a, a brilliant introduction mm. for us into you know giving these workshops um and uh yeah and we're really looking that the groups we've worked with so far have been absolutely terrific the students have been brilliant um you know they've embraced the ideas as you know yourself there's some people that would have done a little bit of acting outside and they'd be a bit more comfortable with it most people have never done anything like this and you when you think if you're going into schools which tends to be a setting where where people are worried about what their peers think and they're you know very self-conscious typically that you know the, everyone we've worked with has just jumped into the deep end with this and and it's been brilliant well i think it's the importance of giving them ownership over something exactly you know saying, like yeah. this is yours you're yeah. going to create this we're not coming in with a ready-made script yeah. or ready-made you know parts or whatever like there are all of these roles and someone will fit one of these roles and we'll need, you know we'll be responsible for those roles Absolutely, and I think young yeah. people really respond to that responsibility yeah of like well it's my job and this is a really actually this is a really important job absolutely and you know you've what's great about it like there's there's, there's many things that I could talk about that, that I love about it but you know one of the things that has really propped up that we didn't really anticipate from the start was we tend to work with their usual classroom teacher as well. You know, someone that they'll trust, they'll know. And, and But every time we have their classroom teacher that watches what we're doing, we always get the same feedback that there's individuals that they never expected before that are shining in this or else people that may not typically be shining in the classroom are now really kind of embracing this. And again, because everyone learns differently, you know, we... You know, I I really don't want to come across like a bashing schools or education at all. No, I totally recognise that. And and the thing is, you came from a, a school's background, and you will have seen that joy within teaching your subject at school. Yeah, young people excelling and doing well, and coming out of their comfort zone, and all of that good stuff. And and teachers have such an important role. And I can't imagine being a teacher because the joy of what we do, and obviously what you guys are doing with Bro Talent now, is you get to go in and you get to be the fun, exciting people. Exactly. Yeah. Fun, exciting stuff. Totally. I know. It, you kind <laughs> you know? of. I know. We 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 definitely feel because we have been exposed to classroom teaching as well that we feel a little bit selfish now in the sense that we're going in we're getting the really good parts and then we're going home you know exactly but I mean that's the thing not everyone I mean a lot of people do learn really productively by sitting in a classroom and listening to the teacher and taking notes Hmm. not everyone does though and that's the important thing and that's that's what we're trying to hone in on as well is that there's room for everything and in an age when technology is absolutely amazing the, the risk with technology as well is that the one thing it can't do that we can is be creative and and so again to go back to your point about everyone can be creative i totally agree whether you're on a stage in a theater or whether you're at a desk and you know at a computer you still can think outside the box you can still use those those you know outside the box ways of thinking to be 
different to that computer, to that mm. thing that's only black and white that can tell you the answers. So we're we're incredibly lucky to be able to do something that we love to do and also see young people who may not have had this exposure before and seeing their reaction to actually, you know, this is something I could really see myself getting into. So, um, And that's the thing about it as well. Like, and I've seen it time and time again, there'll be those people that, you know, you've you've kind of created a spark and they've learned something about the creative industries that they didn't know. They didn't know that that role existed or whatever. But um, and they might go on to go into a career in that that realm in that world. But if they don't, all of the skills that they have picked up in that week working with you are invaluable to take into the next stage in their life. You know, it's, yep. it's projects like yourselves that you remember from school. Remember when those folk came in and we did that film? Oh, that was really good. You know, fond memories. These are the the moments that you do remember from school, yep. and that you were able to collaborate on something and create something with your mates and everybody did a great time and you learned new stuff and yep. and it just boosts confidence and like it that's does. what young people need totally totally absolutely and as you said you know there's no one that we have seen so far that watches the end product if it's a movie for example that sits down and watches that film and doesn't feel any sort of first of all involvement in the end process or else pride in, in the work that they did and and mm. and you can see them and, and and we love seeing that ourselves we often talk about it behind the scenes of you know seeing the kids who are around and say oh that was me or i did that or even if you can't see it and it could be something tiny it could be you know we needed someone for a send effect to cough at this you know and then the second the cough happens in the movie you can see that person saying oh that was me i did that you know and all <laughs> these things that they just take ownership of is is brilliant so I'd be someone that I think has always throughout the years have learned from being very hands on with something that I like to just jump in, do now, think later, you know, and uh, and that's just the way that I've kind of learned. And, 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 you know, I think one of the main things that we want to achieve by this is showing people there's different methods to learning to creating something to uh you know being involved in something mm. but but the main thing really is that things like money shouldn't be an issue which unfortunately all the statistics show us now that people from more deprived backgrounds are are astronomically less likely to end up within a creative job unfortunately uh, you know people from rural backgrounds are more uh, unlikely to end up in creative jobs and there are things that we're trying to tackle you know the things that we wanted to do in schools but just didn't really have the time to do it because three of us have years of working within different creative paths to each other we've got a lot of uh, equipment that we'd have at home that schools just simply couldn't afford uh you know to to you know for the occasional project to, to fork out for so what we're really fortunate is that we can bring all of these equipments that we have to the project and people can just you know we can pretty much just plug in and go then could you see that in schools like some schools you'll feel like they've got all the resources at their fingertips you know, and you're like, oh, that's amazing. And everybody's got an iPad and all the rest of it. And then you'll go into school in the next town. And, you know, the teachers are like bringing in their own stationery and like the paper is rationed. And even like thinking back to when I was at school, you know, with guitars on the wall, but they had no strings on them. Nothing, unfortunately, has really changed in that regards, where I think that the, the system itself is more lined up to set people up for the STEM subjects, you know, and that, that tends to be where the emphasis, unfortunately, can be placed. But, you know, for example, people who, God forbid, can be good at more than one of the arts, you know, you can be good yes. at art and music, believe it or not, you know, but unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of the school system, even the way that they get people to choose their subjects, will put them yeah, in the same columns, columns. So, so, so you can't even do that, you know. So, you know, all of these things that are just 
prohibiting people from mm. expressing things that they're just good at, you know, and apart from, you know, music and the arts, I would be a, a keen sportsman myself, you know, as well. And, and one of the things that I loved about when I moved to Glasgow was that even from, say, say taking football, for example, where in Dublin, where I grew up, there's football teams that we have, but none of them will be playing in the top tiers in European football. And I, I, I came over here and I thought, how amazing would it be to grow up in a city like Glasgow where you've got the two stadiums? Um, you know, I don't mean to leave part of this or out of this, but, you know, two stadiums of, of, of Celtic Rangers where you can grow up loving this club and see a pathway to being in that. You know, you've got the youth, youth academy you can join, you can work up the steps and you too can play in the big stadiums at the big tier here. And it's the same within the arts. You know, you've got, if you're a young musician in Glasgow now and you're watching the likes of Jerry Cinnamon or Lewis Capaldi, you're, you know, these are people that are just, they're doing it. You know, you don't have to imagine being in Hollywood in this faraway place that's so alien to your your normal circumstance. It's right here on your doorstep. And, and you know, people are proving that now. So it's, I think personally, I think it's a really exciting time for young people to grow up in Glasgow when you don't necessarily need to be signed by labels and all of your trust needs to be in the hands of those guys. You can actually do it yourself. You can record you know, really easily now. You can promote yourself really easily now. So the main thing is just working on your craft and, and the, the facilities for advertising yourself are just there now, you know, and, and hopefully if broad talent and people like ourselves can go in and make that a little bit more easy, you know, by, by recording or by, you know, well then yeah, that's, that's the hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And instilling the confidence as well. Like oh, totally. you may be aware of how people do things these days and are able to put themselves on a platform or whatever but it's being able to have the confidence confidence just to do it just to go uh, for it and go I'll give it a bash at least it's funny like I mean Ireland's the exact same so this is not Scotland mm. bashing at all we're we're totally the same you know we're cut from the same cloth but it's amazing how I spent a few years in the States what's in the air over there is just this air of confidence of this you know if you and you can see it you know if you watch I don't know, America's Got Talent or one of these programs. And you see somebody stand on the stage and say, I'm here because I'm going to win this thing. And the, the place will go crazy. They'll say, yeah, you're brilliant. What if someone did that here and said, I'm here to win it? The, the whole audience will be, get off the stage. What are you thinking? Who do you think you are? I know. Uh-huh. It's dead annoying. And it comes up loads in this podcast where we don't want to seem like we've got a big head and you're like, yeah. why not? What is the opposite of that? Like putting yourself down and not realizing your dreams, not giving it a Absolutely. go. Absolutely. You know, and, and yeah. you go into a classroom here and the amount of times I would hear students, I mean, we were teaching in secondary schools now. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, 12 to 18 year olds. And the amount of times in my classroom in music, you you know someone has this amazing voice, absolutely amazing voice, and you start to sit down at the piano, you're trying to accompany them, and it'll come up to them singing, and they say, I can't do it, can't do it. You know, at the amount of times you hear that, and you're thinking, you know, you can't, actually, not only can you do it, you're really good at doing it, actually. Half of the role, really, is just trying to get people not even to achieve more than what they think they can do. It's actually just, just mm-hmm. giving it a shot, because... You know what's the worst that can happen, as you point out? Like what? What's the opposite? I think I think it is important that people need to be very clear about the difference between arrogance and self confidence. Because I think arrogance can be somebody who thinks maybe they're they're better than they actually are. But you do need self confidence. You need to know actually. Do you know what? I am 
a little bit good at this. You know, like you might fail at something or it might not work out the way that you hoped it would, but that that's okay too. But, yeah. you know, it's the process of do, doing I it, know. having a go and getting I in the know. mix. And that's like with young people as well, working with them sometimes, they're, they're afraid to try because mm. the, 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 they build this expectation on themselves like of what it should look like. And obviously they're so exposed to media and seeing things on the internet yeah. look polished and perfect yeah. like yeah but that's the end product yeah. that's not what the first take looked like or yeah. the first goal looked like and it's it's selling that idea to them like we just need to start and we need to start somewhere and you will grow and you will learn and you will do things and it won't work out but actually in the end you'll have learned something yeah and that's that's a really valuable thing totally totally yeah and then whenever you you try it again you pick up from where you left off last time rather yeah. than you know going through the process again so yeah mm. totally i mean i i think that people need to just be a little bit more daring and give it a shot and if you know what if it absolutely sucks well then who cares you know who genuinely the thing is, that reflects back to to you guys in creating bro talent there was obviously that idea there that the three of you were sitting thinking about and talking about and it was like yeah, let's let's this seems like a good idea. Let's go for it. The strengths that you had as as a unit, as a group, and the three people, you know, had various different strengths within that group, but essentially you were going into something new. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're right. Yeah, I never really thought about it from that perspective. Yeah, that, um, you know, I think sometimes it is easy to look down at, at you know younger generations and say you should give it a shot, but you know, when it comes to some of that, people can be afraid to do it. I think we were really lucky that all three of us were very clear on what we wanted to achieve. And I think because we had that sort of end goal before we even started, it was just a matter of what steps can we take to try and get there rather than coming up with something and just seeing where it goes, you know? So the fact that we were coming at it from different points of view, but with the same intentions, it just made, you know, very, very quickly, we we realized actually this could really work. And, and the mm-hmm. first thing that we ran uh, together was actually when we were teachers in a school, we ran a Create Festival. And this is what kind of really brought this um, working together about was was that what we decided to do was kind of put on a, a almost like a bit of a TED talk model show. Ah, so cool. we we hired out the the uh, you know the hall that was in the school. We printed out tickets to make it a real formal thing. People it was free to join, obviously, but people had to mm. put their name down and and you know apply for it. So it was kind of a bit of a a luxury to get a ticket for this. And then we brought in people from different backgrounds in creativity to give a talk to the students, only a five, 10 minute talk. And then at the end of it, then we we had a workshop where they could sit around the tables and talk to those uh, speakers individually. So it worked really, really well. That was, I think, after that event, then we turned around and said, you know, why don't we just give this a shot and, and see how it goes. But uh, but the, the Create Festival worked really well. And, and again, like I said a few minutes ago, when we discovered that a lot of young people, when they were asked to come up with professions within creativity or professions within the arts you know Mm. it seemed like they would come up with you can be an art teacher or a music teacher or you can be a famous musician or a famous artist but that was it you know Uh, so what we decided to do was bring in people who were authors uh, people who were working in radio architects so not just the sort of the stereotype of being a musician as 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 you know i would yeah that has like fame attached to it as well i think that yeah like, we're living in the age of like youtube and tiktok and it's like oh i want to be famous i know yeah for what reason like it's not just enough to, I'm, I'm afraid to to want to be famous or maybe it is but you you know it's about 
you know, seeking the joy out of what you're actually doing like what do you want to be famous for doing and I think that comes a lot up a lot as well and obviously I work in an industry where I you are front and center you are on stage but then in my job as a choreographer I, I'm not you know I am behind the scenes type thing and I get as much joy from that as I, as I do from performing like you're saying introducing them to these different roles and these different worlds these realms that they could be part of that they just don't realize exist. I know, and that is uh, you're right. That is equally as enjoyable as as actually yeah. being front and center of it yourself. You know, I think for the fame thing, I think it's never been as easy to be famous. Uh, you know, I think it's never been as easy to be well known. And, and but I always think if somebody and a lot of students would ask you, you know, you know, what should I do on my YouTube channel to try and get people to know me or my Instagram or Facebook and you know there's so many ways uh, and I always turn around and say just just be good <laughs> if you, you know <laughs> the end of the day, all of these methods are there for you you know and but if you're focusing on, on just being well known well then you won't be you know if you focus on what you're good at and try and make yourself really really good at it well then people are more likely to turn around and say oh have you seen this guy or have you seen this girl and and you know so, so I think people's expectations might be slightly different but it shouldn't take away from the fact that actually just working really really hard on your on your own craft should be the the, the main goal and that's the same in any field you know you can be mm. a talented footballer from a young age but that doesn't mean you're going to be a great professional you know so you have to work on what your natural talents are and make them better and and keep improving you know so you've you've touched on some of the highlights of broad talent's time thus far but is there one particular project that you can kind of talk us through that was like a real highlight for the organization and the feedback that you got from everybody involved i mean each of the projects bring out real high points for different reasons you know um you know there was one that we were asked to do just before the lockdown actually um i think it was either the I think it was the beginning of March when we were doing this. Uh, Darren and Lydia would, would, would correct me on this. But we were asked to put together a a project with uh, for Scotland's Futures Forum, you know, to try and reimagine Scottish education by 2030. So it was something that was held in Edinburgh in Scottish Parliament. And we were asked to, to come up with this project that they had all these sort of proposals of what school and education would look like in Scotland by 2030. And they wanted okay. to... Uh, you know, have a, a, a film essentially that would that would showcase that change. So we got in touch with a few different schools that we were uh, in contact with to do that. And again, like any project, it was brilliant. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, the same sort of things happened where, where students who weren't uh, expecting to enjoy it really enjoyed it. And, you know, we had a great time. They got to go to Scottish Parliament to see the video and to, to hear MPs and, and, and members of Parliament, uh, you know, and, and people from the outside discussing these changes. And you could see when they were sitting there and the, the sort of prestige element of where it was filmed or where it was viewed, you know, that they really got a kick out of that. And, uh, you know, I always have the impression that nothing, absolutely nothing is out of reach or no one is, is uncontactable or, or, you know, just give it a go. And, and if you want to reach out to someone, just reach out to them and see what happens. You okay. know? But I think a lot of the time, for some students that they're they're so caught up in their own world, their own bubble, that things like that just seem totally impossible mm -hmm. for, for their lives. So, you know, to for them to sit down in Scottish Parliament, watch themselves on a TV and and uh, you know, that was that was really great. And I remember yeah. Darren, Lydia and I and, and other people like uh, Doug and Andrew, other guys who were involved in the project, we uh, you know, we we were getting the last train home from from Edinburgh to Glasgow that night and 
<laughs> we were I'll never forget it because we were sitting on the train and just thinking this was the first project of many that we had booked in 2020 we were really looking forward to the year ahead you know we were like this is going to be this is the year that we were working in 2019 yeah. towards you know and then a, a week later it was stay in your houses um i mean it'll all be there hopefully at the other side of it but that that project in itself was brilliant but as i said each of the projects that we've undertaken have in their own ways have have you know have had high points and uh you know students that i i always love seeing just as you talk about the choreography there and, and, and standing off stage and seeing it on it's the exact same you know that i love those moments where you can be so hands-on in a project that you don't really take a chance to take a step back and just watch around you and all of these things and i love that now and again you know in each of the projects i try and have at least a moment where i just take a step back and just watch all of these hubs going on of, of people working on different tasks as i said all towards the same end goal and that's what i get a major kick out of you know i really really enjoy that um it's pure magic it is. It really is. Because we spend so much time worrying about our own careers and what paths we're taking and wh- what's next. We very seldom we just sit back and, and enjoy the right here, right now. And especially mm-hmm. when you're trying to give back in some way, uh, you know, some of the things that you've learned to the younger generations of, of people doing the same now. That that can be incredibly rewarding, you know. So, And yeah. how do you go about, like, getting those those projects up and running and, and getting that work going. There's a mixture of ways. So I think because we were all involved in education, that we all have contacts in schools already of, of either schools that we worked in or else friends of friends or, or you know, friends of colleagues. And, and so word of mouth is a big thing. But also then, as you said about the Instagram, um, you know, that uh, social media has been great and we're trying to stay in these times as active as we can on social media, you know, so so there's multiple different ways that people have reached out to us. Um, and actually, you know, we, we thought when we set this up that we would probably be more school-based uh, than we actually have been. That you, you know, although we have been involved in schools, we've actually been a lot more involved in community-based projects than I think the three of us pro- probably imagined when setting up, um, which has been great which as well. Which is nice too, because, yeah, you've got that balance then because yeah. it is a different world when you're working in communities and you've got people of different ages and exactly. different kind of backgrounds and, yeah. Yeah, and just that school education setting, yeah. obviously, has totally. limitations totally. like we're saying with time and resources and different things. And in terms of like funding and support that you've had for Broad Talent, where has that come from and what kind of collaborations have you had there? So we've mostly been, it's been, you know, as you probably know yourself, one funding application after the next, you know. So we talk about this romantic notion of creativity and that's what we're doing. And yet 90% of the work is probably doing doing more paperwork than we've ever done before. We like to tell Lydia that she's uh, she's the best at it, you know. So, uh, oh yeah, she's brilliant at it. Lydia is, is our <laughs> admin manager, as we like to say. So, but we do, we do try and, and um spread the book around a bit but um yeah but that's that's the the reality of it is is trying to to get things off the ground at the start so at the minute you know because we are a young organization that you know we're probably going to be in terms of our annual set of 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 
income, it's probably going to be more funding based and project based. And then we're hoping just as time goes on that that, that ratio will change. So, um, but we're trying to, we're collaborating and we're in talk with, with uh, a number of different organizations. You know, we were before the lockdown, we were in touch with young Scott and we have meetings with them and, you know, trying to come up with ways that we can maybe travel around the country. We don't want to limit ourselves to just Glasgow, uh, you know, mm. anywhere that, that wants to work or even just to Scotland, you know, we want to, you know, travel around, um, anywhere that, that would be interested in, um, having something that we, we have mm. to offer. So that's kind of where we're hoping to, to end up at that stage but at the, for, at the minute it is more funding funding applications than than anything yeah, else all the good stuff all the joys <laughs> <laughs> and i guess it's about also like you were saying like staying on social media and keeping your finger on the pulse in terms of like education system on what's going on there and different local authorities and how they do things and other projects that are happening i think it's just about keeping yourself informed about the landscape of Totally, totally. And we try and have a look at, at again, you know, not, not that we want to just limit our work to Scotland. We actually look at what's happening in other countries as well. And, and you know, from being from Ireland, there's a lot of people and, and friends of mine that would be involved in education back home. And, you know, we try and see what's working because, I mean, essentially every country is trying to reinvent the same wheel. So, uh, you know, we try and look at what's happening internationally and what some countries we feel are doing really well. You know, this, for example, you know, if we talk about how people learn and one of the things that schools are, are big into is, you know, cross-curricular learning of breaking down the barriers of different subjects and you leave Spanish and you go to science and, you, you know, you, we kind of expect them to forget everything they've done for the last 50 minutes and now just focus on this. You know, like if, for example, if you had to run a documentary, plucking an example from thin air, that if you had a, a group of students involved in making a documentary and it could be about a particular time period in Scottish history, well, then all of a sudden you've got a filmmaking side of things. You've got a script that needs and a storyboard that needs writing. So a lot of English language skills they're learning there, a lot of collaborative work, obviously. But then you've got history boxes being ticked music in the background you have uh you know props and making so all of these things like one project could actually link in so much of what's happening within a school and again it's just offering the students which is probably the most important thing another way of of learning and expressing their uh you know their their work rather than just another class that expects them to come in sit down listen for the next while so yeah, let's put them in the driving seat of their yeah, own learning yeah, just see what what they can come up with and uh, you know as you said it yourself and we've absolutely noticed ourselves that when you give more responsibility then the uh, the onus is on them and i've never gone into a project I, it, sometimes you are incredibly nervous about a project and how it's going to go down are they going to act this well uh, but i've never gone in to a project where the onus has been on the students to deliver the codes and it's never not worked out if that makes sense i've probably made that more confusing than it needs to be. you know that they always when you give responsibility that that tends to be acted upon in a much i don't know greater capacity than just write up a you know an essay about this and again it's just trying to think of new imaginative ways of of learning you know so i think there's there's rooms for maybe trying out new inventive ways of of people learning and expressing their learning um um, true. And I love it when you go into school and like you were saying, it's not about going in and just taking over, that you're very much working collaboratively with the class teacher or with if it's in a community centre, maybe like youth workers or whatever are there or any other contributors. Like I always say to a class teacher when I go in to work on a project, like you are the expert on these kids, like you know them really, really well. Yeah. So you're going to give us that intel and you'll know if someone's struggling or someone... Yeah 
doing yeah. really, really well. You know, I just take them at face value. Sometimes young people will present me something amazing and they're like so confident and they're given all the ideas and the teacher's like looking at you like, oh my God, this has never happened before. And you're like, hey. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I... He never, like he never answers it. He never puts his hands up or, and you're like, what? I know. It, and it's lovely to see the teacher then be surprised because they have that opportunity to see their they're young Absolutely. people in a different light. Absolutely. And as I said, that has happened in every single project we've done, that has happened. You know, there's always, regardless of the teacher in question, there's always been people that they've pointed out saying, I can't believe they did that. Or or, or at the start, you know, we kind of split people yeah. into different groups. And there might be a question of, oh, I don't know if they'll, I, I can't see them doing doing what you're asking them to. And, and, and then they do it. I love this conversation though, because that like, you're I can see you're totally buzzing for what you do and and like I am massively missing what I do for a living and it's just lovely to have that this interaction to be honest with you because it gets me excited for the opportunity to go back into that world at some point hopefully like we said at the beginning I'm sure that there are a million ideas and more to come is there a a wish list is there something I mean you obviously don't want to give the game away too much (laughs) but are are there particular things that you're like oh if we could do that that would be awesome there was a few different projects that we were really looking forward to you know we were a few weeks ago meant to be working with um, in collaboration with the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and going to be looking at, you know, Create Festival that we ran in school. There was going to be a, you know, collaborative element with the Edinburgh Fringe of doing that. Um, but I think not that there's any project in particular that we're looking forward to. I suppose first and foremost, we're looking forward to, as you're saying, getting back out there to work. You know, we've kind of, if anything, the months away from it has just shown us all how much we we love doing what we're doing and, and can't wait to get back to doing it. But we're, yeah, we're just we're just constantly thinking of ways of trying to promote the idea of creativity and how important it is, how beneficial it is, how you can express yourself in so many you know multitude ways of uh, of doing so. And and um, whether that is in film work, we're we're exploring ideas of you know I've always been interested about the idea of podcast work myself. You know of trying to see if you know because perfect then, podcast voice, Colin, perfect podcast voice, <laughs> get it, make it happen. I, I, I don't know about that, but if, if, if it ever does happen, we'll have to return the visit, Elisa. You know, I've been really, really fortunate to personally in my career to date, to surround myself by really creative people. And, and like from even just chatting with yourself, when you're surrounded in a creative setting, it's it, it's that that's supposed to, to kind of round the circle of, of where I started off with this. I always feel that is when for me creativity is at the fore um you know because it's bouncing these ideas off it's it's trying to come up with ways of of trying to reinvent the wheel and not just saying you know and and, and i come from a family of five boys of four brothers and they're all in grown-up jobs so to speak um so <laughs> but it's funny how there's I, yeah, don't get me wrong there's some days where i absolutely envy their their stability oh, that they have. but more often than not they'll always turn around and say god i would love to just have that freedom of doing that or just giving it a shot because i mean they've all been we've all had the same upbringing they're all you know but they just chose to keep things as a hobby rather than a profession but you know I, I love getting into that environment of surrounding yourself with creative people and just bouncing ideas and making it happen and coming up with something that is just currently doesn't exist and and that is like cpd 
for you when you're working as a freelancer certainly you know the opportunity to work with other creatives and go into different worlds yeah. that are not my expertise but you know I can absolutely yeah. learn from somebody that is your chance you know you, we don't get to go to like conferences and stuff is because I'm, I'm not working as a teacher totally, so that's, yeah. where, that's where I learn from other people just yeah. working with them in, in the space going right well how do we how do we figure this out? I mean, before lockdown, I was working on Oklahoma, the musical, mm. and I had decided I wanted a piece of fabric to blow across the stage as part of this dream sequence. And it was like, right, how is this going to work? And people are bringing in fans and people are tying things up for me. And I'm like, try that again. And, yeah. and it's those moments where you're like, we will figure this out. We will put all, all our heads together yeah, exactly. and we'll make and it work. That's amazing. And it makes yeah. it so much more rewarding when that does right. at the end. You know, so like, I mean, my background would be on stage performing and, and, and you know, if I thought that I was going to be going into any sort of enterprise that works with young people, that it would be trying to give maybe some performance technique tips or you know or, or things that might be able to you know for singer songwriters if they had any advice and, and that is something that I still do and love to do if I had been told that one of the first projects I'd be doing with Broad Talent would be film work I would have thought you know I've never done this this is this is not I'm standing up you know here taking questions on films I've never been to film you know but like that that's what I love about working with other people is that you can see they're talking and my mind is constantly going, well, how, how is it that what I do fits into what they're mm -hmm. talking about? And and you just you just make it work. You make this this jigsaw that previously wasn't there. You make it just work and fit together by all these small pieces. And 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 that's what I love about, you know, the creative world. It's just this unknown path that you're constantly creating and, and you've no idea what's going to be in store next year. But, you know, if you just know that if you're working on the and honing in on your your day-to-day -day skills and trying to constantly improve yourself and, and reach out, well, then it kind of looks after itself, really. So um, from a broad talent perspective, we're really hoping that we can go in and, 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 and make a difference to people that might not have had the opportunity to do so before. You know, that's kind of the main thing, really, that we want to take from this. We want to work with anyone who's interested in creativity. We don't want to limit ourselves to anyone. Mm. But, you know, but having said that, we do want to, as I said that there, we are a social enterprise, so we don't sit on the profits and go out and buy a new car for ourselves. We, you know, we go, we go, we take the, the money and we, we do put on these free to access workshops in areas of, of high deprivation. And, and we're trying to slowly but surely just tackle that unfortunate statistic that people from deprived areas are, uh, you know, are more, are less likely to end up in, in, in creative circles. So, Obviously, COVID has put a, 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 a stop to a lot of things, uh, you know, and this statistic has probably halted as well. But pre-COVID, creativity was the fastest growing industry in the UK. So it's a massive world that is ever expanding. The medium of technology and everything has made it even more accessible. So, you know, it's an exciting time and we just want to be a part that just, you know, sort of shines a light in areas that aren't really getting an access point at the minute. You know, mm -hmm. we want to try and be the ones to provide that. So fingers crossed, as I said, it's early days, but we're still really passionate about it. Um, you know, we're passionate about working with young people and that's what brought us into teaching to begin with. And that's what brought us together and kind of what made the whole thing gel. And uh, fingers crossed then that, that whenever we can get back to work, that, you know, that we can start feeling like we're, we're achieving exactly what we hope to set out to do.
Of course. Well, I absolutely love it. And I will be promoting you to the hills for sure. It sounds like you're doing wonderful work. And I'm excited to see what you, you guys get up to next for sure. Thank you very um, much. That's very kind of you. And, and and I suppose if anyone was interested in checking this out, we you know, you can check out the website, broadtalent.org. And uh, Darren is is the mastermind behind the website as well to, you know, to, to give him the credit where, where it's due. Um, <laughs> yeah, I put all the, the details in the show notes for the for the podcast so people will be able to access your Instagram and your website and stuff so they know where to get you. Now I'm going to, I'm going to um, ask you if you would indulge me in answering some of what we call the thingamabob questions Com. <laughs> the Broad and the Brave actually started life as a blog and at the end of the chat I always did these kind of few fun yet thought-provoking questions. Right, okay. So uh, continued into the podcast. Now, there's like 70 odds, but I'm not going to ask you 70 questions. <laughs> I have collected a few for you in advance. And okay. you can absolutely pause for thought, and then I can edit out the long pause, so it just sounds like you just came up with it. That'd be great, Lisa, yeah. Editing will be key here. <laughs> so, what is the best thing about Scotland? Ooh, I, I do. I, I love Scotland. I, I, you know, um, if I'm honest, I never really feel like I'm away from home. I moved over to Glasgow, I think it was about six years ago. My wife is from here and we've got two kids here now. And uh, yeah, I just feel like I think what I love about the Scots and the Irish have as well is that we can we don't miss the funny side of of slagging ourselves you know so we as much as i said you know it's really important to have self-confidence and don't put yourself down <laughs> it is it is also appropriate not to take yourself too seriously and um i don't think it would be easy in either glasgow or anywhere i've you know been brought up back home in dublin to develop an ego because you'd be brought down to earth unbelievably quickly uh from those around you so uh yeah i think i love the scottish sense of humor the wit um you know even when i was working in the class that some of the funniest people i've ever met were some of my students you know and here you are trying to put on this teacher face and the thing that i struggled about most as a teacher (laughs) i don't think i've admitted this publicly was was i always felt that i was playing the role of teacher and i thought inside i'm thinking a teacher shouldn't be laughing at this but that is absolutely hilarious and i couldn't stop myself you know yeah so i think that the sense of humor and the wit some young people just say things and they don't know that they're like they're unconsciously funny or they're they can be so confident and you're like Oofed. right okay I'll think oh, yeah, the exactly. there were some classes where you go in you've got 25 30 kids in front of you and you feel like you've got about 25 kevin bridges in your classes you know and, and they're all equally as funny as each other you know so uh so that's one that, that i loved i i always loved that the i mean the scenery is obviously a you know another aspect but you know musically americans kind of lump us irish and scottish into the same category a lot of the time you know we've we've played i've played throughout the years um with my wife laura who plays cello we we've kind of done side projects from celtic thunder and and gone into you know we've been asked to perform in a few irish festivals in the states and things and uh but it's amazing how there's no difference between the irish and the scots you know over like you go into a, an irish festival there and there's irish flags and people playing the bagpipes and and, and in kilts and you're you know <laughs> things that are over here probably you'd separate but over there I, you know we've been on stage in an Irish festival belting out Loch Lomond and you know there's no yeah. one thinking uh, that doesn't really fit here you know so exactly exactly so I'd say the banter is probably the thing that I love the most brilliant obviously we've been talking about filmmaking and um, what's your go-to movie if you need cheering up oh no oh, that is a tough one um 
I've always been a fan of um, Owen Wilson as an actor, which I might it might be a bit random, but uh, you know, I've always loved things like the internship. You know, yeah. you you me and Dupree, that sort of ultra positivity thing that he that he does. You know, I've I've always because in my head tried to emulate in some way, but uh, uh, so I'd say yeah, one of one of those sort of. You know, I, it, tomorrow I'll probably turn around and say, "What was I thinking? I should have said this movie." But um, this is the thing with the thingamabob is everybody says this. They're like, "Oh, I need yeah. time to think about it." I'm like, "No, in the moment, what are you think about now?" I know. I don't know why they were the first things that came to my head, but they they were. So I'll go with that. Lovely. All right. Here's a more of a philosophical one. Advice for your younger self. Ooh, there's probably a few things that not only I think what I remind my younger self, but also I, I probably have to remind myself currently as well is in some ways, as I said, the beauty of, of, of working within creativity is you're creating your own path. There's obviously a lot of challenges that go that way. Some, it could be feast or famine. Uh, a lot of the time, sometimes, you know, you can't fit in all the work that's coming your way and it's great. And other weeks you're desperate for work you know so i think i'd probably tell my younger self to stop worrying as much you know i've i've always kind of jumped into everything really i'm, I'm you know possibly sometimes at times too much but you know i've always tried to I, I never feel like you're the finished article by any means and and you know even when lockdown happened and you know i would balance my my life currently from touring in the US to come back home working with broad talent and you know I decided to try and upscale in different things like you know random things like uh, you know I, I signed up for a, a workshop in, in radio work part of the show that I was a part of was there was a lot of promotional work that went along with it and I always had such a buzz walking into radio centres or TV centres and uh, although this period has been in one way really devastating to work and, and it's it takes a long time to put an annual schedule together and an annual calendar of, of events. But in the space of one week in March, <laughs> you know, yeah. two years of work literally went out the window. And in one way, it was a relief because I thought I was thinking a lot of it involved traveling and with young kids as well. I thought, is this is this safe? Is this fair? And them of if I'm traveling and come back home, but we didn't know anything about this COVID uh, at that stage. And if I hadn't known then, just how busy life would actually be because there was so a lot of work came my way virtually, which has been brilliant. And I, I teach online as well. And uh, again, I probably wouldn't have worried as much, but at the time it was, it, it was definitely worrying. But one of the things that I jumped into was trying to use this, this period of not doing or not being able to do my current line of work of just upskilling in different areas. And, you know, so I, I took on this radio workshop and I've absolutely loved it. Um, you know, and even if nothing comes from it, you know, I just thought there's always things that, you know, there will be a time where anything you've done like that will come in handy. I'm, like, I'm sure of it. You know, even if it's a tiny thing that's irrelevant or you might seem irrelevant, you know, everything you do will lead to something, you know. And, and you know, even I'm spending the whole time at something like a radio workshop thinking, will I work on a radio? Probably not. You know, but there's software things that, that I've learned from it. You know, if I was to go back into teaching and I was asked to run a school radio, which is now a big thing that schools are doing, I would now be able to do it. You know, so th there's always things that I think you can... You can take the knowledge somewhere and and use it and apply it to something else. You know, every day should be a school day. You should continue totally. your learning as an adult. There's not there shouldn't be a point where you just be like, well, I know everything. I need to know now. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. I nope. totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and uh, there's been times where, you know, I've been asked to to go into schools, um, especially back in Dublin. Um, 
you know, they look at things and if you have a few followers on social media, they, you know, they try to bring you in to talk to younger students. So I've been brought in now and again to give these these school talks, you know, and the one thing I always say is is just jump at everything. You know, when I was in college, you're not getting paid for everything you do. And I think there's there's a lot of people that I know, even from my time in college, that would turn around to something and say, I yeah, know, well, I, I can't, fit that. you know, I'm already busy. I'm not going to fit in something else if there's no money involved to it or, or but it, if I look back, and this is not something to over-dramatize what, what's happened, but if I look back at all of my biggest breaks career-wise, they all started from free gigs that I did. You can never know too many people. You can never, and, and actually, like everything else, most of the work that you get comes from word of mouth or you worked with someone and you came across reliable and they said, can you do this for us? Or, you know, so just jump at everything and, and upskill in as many different ways as you can and throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And the more you throw it at the better chance that you have of, of some of it sticking, you know. Perfect advice. Easier, easier said than done, but <laughs> yeah. And by people, do you know what I mean? And I'm getting such a great vibe from yourself, Colm, just like talking to you. Like you're obviously passionate about it and everything you're saying totally resonates. And yeah, you've just got to be in the mix. You've kind of got to be in it to win it type thing. Yeah, I think so. You know, because uh, there's not one thing that I love to do. You know, I, I, I thought about two years ago, I thought I'd try and be semi-grown up and join the world of LinkedIn, you know, and uh, I set up a profile. And the thing I struggled with the most, I wrote up, you know, the biog and, and, and everything, put in the imageries and, and all the different jobs that I've done. And the thing that I struggled the most with was job title. I just yes. I couldn't think. I was like, well, what am I? I don't know what I am. I, how can I? Just all the places. Exactly. Yeah. You, do you know what you are? You're a, you're a multi-hyphenate. I've read a book on it. Apparently, that's what we're called. It's a thing. So you go. You can put that in your LinkedIn. It'll be my first. It'll be my first time on LinkedIn in two years since I set it up. But I'll I'll go on just to change my job title. But, uh... <laughs> and then people have to go and Google to see what that actually means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, but I think I, I, in terms of like, you know, with going back to broad talent, I think I, I'm probably in some ways, I'm probably driving Darren and Liddy up the wall of, of talking about different things that, you know, I'll be doing and, you know, that I set up a an online website where I teach online and, and you know, and because of the work that I did in the States and I have a few contacts there, I, I do bus tours throughout the year, twice a year of Ireland and Scotland and, and you know, with broad talent. Oh, yeah. I, I just, you know, I, I feel so lucky, Lisa, because I feel like I've been able to carve this this career of of loads of different things, but all things that I love to do. By the way, how amazing for your your own children to see you do that. Young people should see their adults like not just being parents all the time. Like, oh, now my world revolves around you, and You're of right. course it does. And, and we do take them to as many things as we can. If we're if we're at a bus tour, you know that we we take them uh, along the way. Or or Laura, my wife, will will kind of meet us at different points. Um, you know, with the kids, or you know, even our son was four months old, and we were touring the states or scheduled to tour the states that year. And I initially we we thought I was just going to go on my own. Uh, you know, Laura obviously just having given birth, and he was just instantly such a great sleeper and great eater. And we thought, you know, why not just take him and, and bring him? So you know, he was only four months old or five months old with the time he came home and he'd been to you know 16 states in america um, so love that that's all part of your journey as a family that you've been able to pursue this passion with broad talent and it, you could just stay in the safe zone you know obviously being a teacher and, and stay in one lane and it's like well don't you don't have to if you're willing to put the graft in it's a lot of work and there's been sacrifices and hurdles and all these things that come with being self-employed and setting up something new 
but um, there's a lot of rewards as well and like it's lovely that you're being able to share that with your family being able to do that alongside having a family it, it's great it, as I said it's it's sometimes not easy but you know as I say if I'm giving advice to people of jump into as many things as you can I, I'd be a hypocrite if I wasn't doing it myself you know, I never get sick of anything really because because by the time you're sick of something you're onto something else you know so it, so it's great you know really really fortunate really am uh, certainly speaking to you for me is like cementing my because sometimes I have that wobble of like should I just get like an actual job should I just like <laughs> stop this nonsense and then when I speak to people like you, like you I'm like no good you're finally so fine but you know it's funny how so I'm 31 now you know um and I always had it in my head. I'd spend my 20s trying out this thing, you know, and when I was 30, I'd, I'd get a real job. You know, I'd, I'd grow up. And then 30 came around and I was busier than ever and I was loving it. I thought, you know what? I'll wait for 40. So I spent my 30s doing this and I'll wait for 40. So. Well, I am 40 in two years time and I have no plans to get a new job yet. So. <laughs> I know. Well, I think, I, to be honest, I think that's just a lie that I've now grown to tell my parents. Uh, like, you know, I'll, when I'm 40, that's what I'll do. Definitely. But no, I think that's well, the thing. I mean, if you get to do something you love, like how lucky are you to, to be able to do that? Oh, and, and, like, I mean, I can only tell like easily that you're made for something like podcasting as well. Like it's, it's amazing how, you know, you're, yeah, when you've got cheers. that sort of energy about you and uh, you know, it's brilliant. So everything is, the world's our oyster now. It's never been as accessible as it is now. So people just have to just take that leap of faith and do it. Love it. Oh, I could speak to you forever. But my last question that I do ask everyone, so I switch it up for, you know, the thing I'm above questions for every guest, but I yeah. do ask, and this, this is where we started it's like a full circle mm. what is your favorite scottish word or phrase oh apart from the bra and the brave is it um of course and bra talent and bra talent yeah of course yeah oh god I th- god there's a lot of phrases do you know there's one thing this is this isn't um uniquely scottish now and again i don't know why this jumped into my head but i always find it hilarious when you get kids that weren't allowed to curse in class you know and and they would clearly in order to express their frustration, you know, this this curse became a, a tut and you'd get this this guy in front of you, you know, you'd ask him to do anything like just take your bag off the table, you know, and the response you'd get would be, sake, man. <laughs> I just thought, and the slower, the more, the more annoyed they were, the slower that got, you know. <laughs> I just found myself for some reason, I don't know why, but I just found myself finding that so funny and... Uh, that's when you have to put that teacher face on and oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. Don't you tut on me, sir. <laughs> yeah, I know, but no, I did. I find that so funny. So actually, if my wife Laura asked me to do anything now, she'll be regularly met with a sake man. Oh, I would not like to be in your house when you get that this <laughs> But I don't know. Is that inherently Scottish? I probably not. But um, I don't know. I'll have to wait for that that book to come out of Scottish phrases, and then I'll. I'll Oh, we've had, we've had all sorts on this. But, you know, the word bra just encapsulates so many things and certainly, like, bra talent, it, it's perfectly named, perfectly named for the sounds of things. The energy that you've given me today and all the information and your passion for what you do just oozes out you. So, uh, for sure, bra talent uh, uh, sounds that you're doing Well, I mean, uh, as I said, I wish you were there at the day Darren uh, had to explain to Lydia and I what bra was, you know, so... <laughs> so when, uh, that's all it is yeah exactly but i mean that's that's the thing that we we the second he said it we were right on board you know darren and lydia have been are are brilliant and and continue to be brilliant uh you know we're we're really lucky that the three of us get on so well but you know 
at the end of the day, it's all about the kids that we're working with. It's all about, and not even kids if it's in community centers, it's it's all about the people we're working with and trying to hone in on, on something that they may or may not do on a regular basis and just trying to bring out that inner talent that people sometimes aren't even aware that they have inside them. So, you know, it's been temporarily uh, with everything going on. It's, it's been shelved, as I said, hopefully temporarily. But, um, you know, it, we're really excited about the future. We're absolutely really, really lucky that we get to do something we love to do. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed, all of these projects that we are really excited about in 2020 will eventually happen at some stage. Oh, they have to. They, and they will. They will, because you guys will make it happen. You'll make it happen for sure. No, thanks so much, Colm. It's been a total joy to speak to you. And then hopefully I'll get to meet you in real life one yeah, day. Yeah, that'll be great. Absolutely. Yeah. But listen, thanks very much for, for everything. And best of luck with the podcasts. They're they're brilliant. As I said, I haven't listened to a few episodes beforehand. It's uh, You've got a, a real natural vibe and energy about you when, when you do oh, it. So it's brilliant. Okay. So I do like to blather. Sure. <laughs> yeah, as I said, I, you know, I think us Irish wouldn't be able to point the finger really at that um, too much. But uh, no, but it's been really great. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Brawn the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.